This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work, in traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Come on in, it's time for Laugh and Learn with, with Flame Monroe, Nick Smith, and Laureen Hogan. And yes, Lauren indeed. Hogan. Hello, Marky Mark. I was trying to look up. We were trying to mirror the TV, but Lauren is completely now. She has so many hats that she's wearing for this show since dealing with me. I'm just letting y'all know. Manager, co-host. Audio engineer. Audio engineer. <laughs> oxtail bringer. All that. <laughs> it's been a lot. 
Well, let's welcome everybody to Laugh and Learn officially. As you can see, we have a bit of a different setting going on today. We're We're under construction. Come like me. We're under construction. (laughs) We're fixing it. Yes, everything will be fixed hopefully by next week. And then we might have some new signage in another two or three weeks. Yeah. And it'll be the official setup that y'all are going to get. So So. we are under construction. Work with us. The mouth and the man ain't stopped, but the backdrop is different. And we still have our Kindle and our Tribble. So ain't much changed. But the diaphragm. The team is still the team. Uh huh. So. Some of us gained a little weight. Oh, was that subliminal? Oh. You know what? <laughs> I ate some tacos yesterday. I cooked. I'm happy. She so ate a lot whatever. of tacos yesterday. Whatever. And she had tacos this morning. I didn't eat any this morning. I just had my smoothie because I knew you was going to talk about me. <laughs> so I didn't set myself up for that trap. Hello, Flamettes. <laughs> Welcome to Laugh and Learn. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's good somewhere because we look good, we smell good. I feel good. Look. You got to get the little ah, touch. <laughs> touch you. It's touching me. <laughs> so we're going to have a great show today. We got some major topics. We're going to bring in our partner because, you know, some things happened this week in the news. Some names we will mention and some names we won't. Uh, exactly. Um, so this is Black History Month, which is almost over with the 22nd day of February. And uh, I want to acknowledge two black historians. Uh, one would be um, Misty Copeland. Oh, okay. So Lauren can talk more about Misty Copeland. And I want to say the other one before I forget, because you know I forget, is Harriet Tubman. So we'll start with <laughs> Misty Copeland, because Lauren is a technically trained dancer. She's a Dada, which is a Debbie Allen Dance Academy. She is a Dada for years. Yeah. So Lauren really can dance, y'all. Uh, Lauren can da- can kick to this the top of this garage. Let me just let y'all know. I can. Yeah, it's it's a huge milestone. And the first black ballerina, let's say, in a, in a major company in the U.S. was actually Lauren Anderson, and she danced for Houston Ballet. Um, but Misty Copeland, it was a huge uh, milestone for her in that American Ballet Theater um, has been around for, you know, years, uh, the exact number, I'm not sure, but she was the first black ballerina to ever be the principal dancer for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's a huge milestone to have, you know, um, black ballerinas in general, um, it's hard, you know, because to be a ballerina, you have to have a certain shape, a certain build, um, in Russia, for instance, you know, when you're like nine years old, they literally assess you to see if you have the body to be a ballerina, um, so black women in general, we're everything from A to Z. Uh, so to finally have someone who doesn't fit the, you know, the stereotypic mold, she's very muscular, you know, she's got boobs. Um, it was just a, an exciting sight to see. And she's done so much to really engage young black women to say, and, and you know, little girls too, to say, you can do this as well. Nice. You know, she's transcended and broken barriers. You know, she's been the face for armor. Uh, the fitness brand. Um, she's written children's books. Um, she's performed at the Grammys. She was Prince's muse. She just encompasses so many different things. So the simple fact, you know, that she finally got that recognition to say, hey, I'm the first black ballerina for the American Ballet Theater, which has been typically, I'm going to be honest, as a racist company. It was huge. It really was. So... Congratulations and hats off to Misty Copeland. I think, Lauren, I first became aware of her after watching So You Think You Can Dance. You know, for those of us who don't know uh, the history of dance, I think uh, more often than not, that's one of the 
areas where we're made familiar with some of the people who dance. Okay. Nicholas, you were a fan of that show too. You love the host. Oh my God. You I loved her. Nicholas yeah. loved her. Oh but it, God. So, it sounds so corny. It's so, it sounds, because my mother loves So You Think You Can, uh, So You Think You Dance, and what's the, the uh, Dance with the Stars? And I'm like, Mom, nobody watches that. She's like, I love my Dance with the Stars. You're going to leave my Dance with the Stars alone. And some of them have gone on or either started with, so she knew some of them. She's like, oh, so-and-so's on So You Think You Can Dance. Now they're Dancing with the Stars star. Yeah. I love Dancing with the Stars, too. Dancing with the Stars, I love y'all. <laughs> Look, I love y'all. Um, <laughs> Nick, Misty Copeland, to me, because what you learned, what you said about boobs, because I know they want a ballerina, a principal ballerina, to be pretty much like a 12-year-old boy, like a stick figure, like straight up and down. No, seriously. <laughs> no, no booty, no enhancement. Yeah. yeah. Because it, what you are uh, is the representation of whatever that dance is. So you really are invisible as the character you're right. just presenting the character right. they don't want to sure. see you as that person right. so you could be drop dead gorgeous beautiful it's not like people are not going to see that whether you're you know playing black swan or uh -huh. the swan from swan lake um mm -hmm. you know it's giselle whatever that character is you definitely have to emulate it i would have been a horrible ballerina all this booty in these titties nobody would have been able to pick my big ass up <laughs> the black swan the black crush because i would have fell straight down on that <laughs> i mean in all honesty that's part of the reason why I didn't necessarily want to become a ballerina because, one, I was always worrying about my weight and just personally my weight goes up and down. You know, we joke about it on the show. But also, too, I didn't like taking class, which is so important. It's a part of your foundation. You know, if you don't go to class, you can't perform. And I just wanted to be in rehearsal and I wanted to be on stage. And that just mm -hmm. didn't fit the mold. I also didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck either and have the chance life struggle. <laughs> I wanted some more stability in my life. But it's all of those things. It's a lot to be a dancer and have to, you know, upkeep right. with your body and the injuries. And it's it's a lot. It really is. So, and that was my whole life from five until 22. Wow. So That's just yeah. two years ago. Yeah. I respect the art of dance. I respect the discipline that comes with dance. And I only know this from doing the campaign with you guys last year. Well, you saw me get up and dance. Yeah, I saw Lauren, but I saw those kids <laughs> diligently rehearse and rehearse and mm -hmm. rehearse. And I was like, I'm done. Let me tell you why those kids love me so much. Because I was the star of the show. And I said, I need 10 minutes for the bathroom. Guess what? Everybody got to get a break because I got 10 minutes for the bathroom. They fucking love me. <laughs> <laughs> Flame, you also mentioned Harriet Tubman. What, what, made, what, her, what made Harriet Tubman come to mind today? Uh, the sheer story of determination. Black woman mm -hmm. saving, the get, saving the day way back in the 1860s before recognition why they talking about they don't want to put her on the $20 bill. A black woman saved the day. I just personally, my joke is I think that Harriet Tubman was the first trans man because, you know, they was looking for a black woman. I think Harriet was quite masculine looking because she got away over and over and over. Hats off to you, Harriet, because I wouldn't have came back and got nobody. On own. I ain't coming back to get nobody. <laughs> I'm not. The lash and me, let me tell you, I don't like to be, I never like to be spanked. I never like to be hit. I never like nobody put their hands on me. I know I would have been a horrible slave. God, I would have told on everybody. And honestly, I don't know if I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting to watch, but you don't know if you're going to be able to survive that too. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. what that mental capacity took, you know, that due diligence, that strive. I don't know what that was like back then. So, Lauren, this is why it's about determination, we, Nick. I'm exactly. Sorry. And no, determine that works, Flame, because that's what this is. I think this is all why we recognize the platform we have. We stand on the shoulders of giants. We really do. And it's one of those moments where, yeah, we have a month to celebrate, but every day is worthy of recognizing the accomplishments of our ancestors because our predecessors 
endured things that we sit here and say, oh, I don't know if I could have taken it. You think they wanted to take it? They did what they needed to do in that moment to survive and be uh, with them families and lean on faith. So yes, absolutely. My shout out kind of ties into that flame. I want to recognize this for black history as well, because you all know earlier this week, I was trapped out of town, couldn't travel. I woke up in my hotel, middle of the night, literally, I felt like the spirit called me, turned on TV and a program was on called The Black Church, This Is Our History on PBS. Don't know, hadn't heard anything about it. And all it did was just talk about the history of the black church and what it means for the community. You guys, they went everything over everything from the Hawkins family to um, uh, Pastor Eddie Hawkins. You know, Flame, you and I have talked about Tremaine Hawkins and Sylvester and the tie to the church and how all of it is just tied together into our history. So my shout out is for everybody to try to catch that if they can. And I believe it's narrated by uh, uh, Skip Gates. So it is uh, it's fantastic on PBS. The black church. The black mm -hmm. church. You know, all you Bible toting thumpers on here, all you Christians on here, <laughs> and all you, all you, uh, what they call it, Bible Bell folks on here right now. When y'all say gays don't go to church, if they don't, it ain't no choir. I promise you, it's always a sissy in church, and it's always a sissy in choir. Usually the choir director. Let me just say it out loud. Mm -hmm. Lauren, what's this black history? What black historian represents for you this week? I mean, uh, it's so many. Missy Copeland, I mean, you kind of took the, the, the bait for me, because um, I know we kind of talked about that. Well, what about Judith Jameson? Did you ever meet You her? know what? It's so interesting that you mentioned Judith Jameson. So tell them who um, Judith Jameson is. Judith Jameson was one of the baddest dancers, I have to say. Black, tall, tall drink of water at Alvin Ailey. Um, you know, Miss Allen, you know, she's my mentor. We've talked about her, Debbie Allen. She always compared me to her. Oh, wow. It's so, so, it's wow. so interesting wow. that you say that. Because I, I, would be in, I would be in class, and I was always tall. I was always tall. I have really long legs, and I was really insecure about my height when I was younger to the point that I would kind of, like, close myself off when I was dancing so that way I could kind of blend in more. And I always had to do more. Like, I had to be a step ahead of everybody because I had more to move always. So Miss Allen used to always be like, Miss Thing, think of Judith Jamerson and kick them legs up. That. If you kick somebody, so what? Kick them. Don't move out the way. You have to be long. You have to be tall. She was like, do you know how many times I danced next to Judith Jamerson? And I just wanted to have her height and her leg and her reach. So wow. that was always an example that she gave to me. So and that's part of the reason why I love her so dearly. She really encourages you to be your best self. So it's so interesting you brought up Judith Jameson. I, I love Judith Jameson. I want yeah. to sit down I love there. That, I love seeing the weight in the water and everything. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what I loved about Judith Jameson. She was a grand diva. Mm -hmm. like, like she walked in like very Cicely Tyson. Rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. Always seemed grand. Her presence was always yeah, I'm she a queen. I'm grand. Yeah. I'm, I'm, watch me. Very, very, uh, what's the black, um, Jesse Norman, mm -hmm. the opera singer. Yes. Or Leontine yes. Price. They have this, they or have Lisa, this yeah. grand presence. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. in the room. Nothing else is in here. This goes back to something else you always talk about, too. I think it's that confidence, right? That if you can instill that confidence in a person, and a person who walks into a room, like, you can't tell me anything. And it's not arrogance. It's a confidence where they, they're comfortable in their spirit. They're comfortable in their body. And, and, and it just moves and it shows. Absolutely. Two more things I want to make sure we touch on before we go to our t topics today. I want to talk about, uh, no, please, I want to talk about, uh, I also want to recognize for Black History quickly, Regina King. We touched on this before, but Regina King just made history. Uh, Golden Globes making history, nominating three female directors, and Regina King for uh, being uh, nominated for One Night in Miami. So I still haven't had a chance to check that out, but I want to give Regina a shout out too, because I know we all love her as well. And she hosted Saturday Night Live for the oh, first time. So, gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, so she's, yeah, congrats to her and... 
I think her directing career is really kicking off. Good. So I'm really good. excited for her. I'm proud of you, Brenda, girl. I've been watching you since you was Brenda on 227. <laughs> Who would have thought? You, you, it just goes to show you that if you stay in it and you stay focused and you got people around you to keep you lifted up, look yeah. how far she has come from playing little Brenda oh. on 227. Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want the Cadillac commercial. Shit, I want a big old Cadillac truck. I just want, <laughs> you have all that other shit. I just want the Cadillac commercial. <laughs> You know, we talked about it earlier. We kind of alluded to it. We've had a couple of celebrity losses this uh, in the, la the last week, and I want to recognize two of them. Uh, Larry Flint, and I say that simply, we know him as Hustler Magazine, but Larry Flint really was a leader in free speech in so many ways because he challenged and took his case to the Supreme Court. And someone I was not familiar with, ladies, um, Johnny Pacheco. And the reason this, this stuck with me, Johnny Pacheco, who is a Dominican musician, I know we have a huge uh, Hispanic community and, and so many people are Latino who follow us and are from the islands, but I guess Johnny Pacheco was a Dominican musician considered to be the godfather of salsa. And this is what got me. He's famous for popularizing Latin music and made a star of Celia Cruz. I, my Celia Cruz story, I remember because, you know, um, I remember seeing this beautiful black woman who was, you know, full figured and everything there. And I remember saying to my mom, it blew my mind because she didn't speak English. She spoke Spanish. And I'm like, mom, how can a black woman do that? It, 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 and my mom was like, because, babe, she's from the islands. Yeah, she, she's not black. And I'm like, but as a kid, you don't know. And so all that to say, it was just one of those things, just, just this beautiful woman who, you know, was, uh, I believe, help me, you guys, I think Celia Cruz was Cuban. Uh, I, I, I one, one, okay, but just, just amazing. So yes, that, that was the shout out I wanted to give to P Mr. Pacheco. Yeah. And I think that's interesting too, because like my mom grew up in New York, so she's always been aware of the melting pot <laughs> of, you know, the black yes, community, yeah. whether, yes. you know, or Afro Latina or whatever you are. Yep. So, um, she's always kind of had the eye to be able to identify who's who. Um, but I think that's also important to talk about too, because a lot of people don't understand that, you know, black comes in like. 50 million different shades it's not just one shade you know what i mean and we all have different backgrounds we all have different you know genetic makeup but that's what makes us so special and so authentic um yeah. so i flames love comedy. that you kind of had that revelation too nick flames comedy colleague ada rodriguez does a show called truth serum and she literally just did a whole just did a whole piece on afro latina and how she even is aware of her privilege being lighter and she's like you know we come in every shade she has members of her family who she says are darker than me. So that's just another example of how, how many different shades we come as uh, people of color. So, yep. Miss Celia Cruz was one of the first women to make the shoes that look like the heels, that look like it didn't have a heel, it cut away, A. And B, I used to do drag shows, and when the Latin girls would do, bump, 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 the whole bar would erupt. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, the, and all the Latino people in the place would go berserk. I thought it was a riot. I almost grabbed my shit and ran out one day. And so it dun, 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 dun. baby, all the Latino people go crazy. You know who else they do that for? Selena. Oh my God. Oh, yes. Selena is yes. like, her fans are like the beehive. Mm -hmm. Say something wrong about Selena. The Latin people will cook you in a pot. I, I seen it done. I've had some. It was tasty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Between Selena's uh, voice and that body, she was, uh, you know, just phenomenal. So, yeah. So rest in peace, Mr. Larry Flint and Mr. Johnny Pacheco. But not everyone is, you know, worthy of us uh, talking about. So, yes.
What do you uh, do in yeah, a situation honey, like and that? The word, see, uh, we lost some other people this week. I'm not going to say no names because their names need not be mentioned on this platform. But in the words of the late poet, the great Mark Twain, I'm going to try to quote it perfectly. <laughs> perfectly. He said that I have never wished a man dead, but I've read many obituaries that have given me joy. Uh, the obituary ain't even out, but I'm smiling like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, before... I know our flame mats are ready to sound off because flame, you gave everybody homework. And before we get to their homework assignment, do we need to recognize uh, <clears throat> uh, how people have been sounding off on the internet about Joe Biden having lied and uh, the latest with Ted Cruz and Governor Cuomo? So let's first of all let's start with Ted Cruz because I know people <laughs> are going to drag him in the comments because I feel like we need to also have a clar clarifying conversation around Biden. But let's just discuss, Nick, if you can just remind us all what exactly Ted Cruz did this past week that have people in an uproar. Well, Ted Cruz did what I did, but I'm not a representative <laughs> senator for the state during the middle of a crisis. Touche, Nicholas. Touche. <laughs> so, so, so Mr. Cruz chose to uh, go where it was warmer and uh, vacation for a bit because the conditions at home were uncomfortable. Well, guess what? Mr. Cruz happens to represent a constituency in Texas who expects him to be there and hopefully fighting for them during difficult times. Mr. Cruz chose to jump on a plane and go to Cancun with his family. And not only that, after being confronted, Mr. C Mr. Cruz blamed his daughter for the reason he was down there. Now, mind you, he, his wife, his daughter, we now know they invited a couple of friends with whom he had gone to college with. Uh, so this was not a spontaneous moment like he later said, oh, I just went down to make sure they got there safely. Mr. Cruz was outed by the media for not being in town in the middle of a crisis while many Texans are still suffering. And it's difficult because Texas loves to moderate and legislate a woman's uterus, but will not legislate and moderate a, 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 a solid water and electricity supply in the time of a crisis that's something that needs to be looked at that's it mm -hmm. and ted cruz it's not even i kind of made a comment when i first saw everything that was happening in the media and i was like is he really that stupid or is he really just that arrogant and i had to take a second and realize ted cruz is actually really not stupid it's no different when yeah. he made the comment um when joe biden uh rejoined the paris accord and he uh, went and said oh this is going to take away thousands of jobs from people living in uh pittsburgh and so he, yeah. Ted Cruz intentionally does things that's, um, you know, it exhibits that he doesn't care about his people. He doesn't care about his community. Hell, he doesn't care about his family because he let Trump talk uh, major crap about his wife. Uh, and then now it. he just blames his uh, daughter uh, come on for going to Cancun. Come on with it. So, and then on top of that, the coup de grace is he left his dog outside he, That's the, the worst snow. fucking part that you can do to so, white folks. I'm you just left like... the goddamn dog in the cold house. You know white people love their dogs. Oh, my God. So I just, I really hope that this is the coup de grace for him to not be reelected because I think he's up for uh, reelection in 2024. Because yeah. the yeah. yeah, so 2024. So I hope in two years, Texans, you remember all that Ted Cruz did and how he left y'all hanging and left his dog out in the cold and blamed his daughter for what he did. And don't reelect him. And let's break that down. Let's break those three things down. Cause you, you nigga, you left the dog. Let me start with that. <laughs> you left the dog. Y'all <laughs> had more conniption about uh, uh, what was the name? K Crazy Karen in Central Park over the uh -huh. dog than you did over the black man because she's dragging the dog around, swinging him around and shit like he was a piece of candy. <laughs> y'all were more angry about that. Second of all, y'all knew Ted Cruz wasn't shit. What Lauren just said, 
he allowed Donald Trump to disrespect his wife publicly in his face and call her ugly, and then you still jumped on his count. Then, nigga, you turn around and sell out your kid and say you were going on a vacation because your daughter wanted to go? Understand that the DNA of this person is not the DNA of a man. This is the DNA of a coward. Lauren says she thinks that he knows what he's doing. I disagree. I knew the nigga was batshit crazy when he stood on the Senate floor, on the Congress floor, and talked for 24 hours about green eggs and ham. First of all, I read that book when I was four. Second of all, if the eggs is green and the ham ain't brown or pink, nigga, I don't want it. You give it to your mom. I'm sorry. Give it to your wife or your daughter since you blame them for everything else. You should have left it with the dog since you left them in the cold. I'm just saying. Uh, I said it. And I think the coup de grace for me today was... Um, I was watching the uh, the Senate hearing for Merrick Garland to mm -hmm. become uh, AG for Joe Biden, mm -hmm. and Ted Cruz had the floor, and he had the nerve to say, you know, I. He basically tried to say that Eric Holder, who is Obama's former Attorney mm -hmm. General, um, sat in when sat sat in his confirmation rather, and said he would be bipartisan and he wouldn't be, you know, for his party or whatever the situation may be. So Ted Cruz had the nerve to sit there and basically shame Eric Holder and talk crap about Eric Holder saying that he didn't uphold his values of the Constitution in terms of, you know, not being bipartisan. You're supposed to remain apolitical. But I'm like, did you forget what uh, Barr did? Yeah. So he's very hypocritical. I'm just really over Ted Cruz in general. Mm -hmm. but, Nick, yeah, I, I think Ted Cruz has really upset a lot of people. And for the record, going on the record, Merrick Garland will be confirmed. Not even, oh, yes, he not will be. even worried about hopefully it. Yeah. Text, hopefully the person, mm -hmm. the people who have has been affected the most by Texas right now, I mean by Cruz, which is Texas, will get y'all asses up and vote because he can only vote for himself one time. Y'all yeah. keep voting mm -hmm. for him. And I'm not blaming y'all, but yeah, y'all got to get him out. If y'all so, want him, y'all want to do better, y'all got to vote and do better, yeah. which will go on to the Biden lie because had we changed the Senate, Biden's hands would not be as tied as they are. They're trying to railroad him the same way they did Barack Obama and pigeonhole him to, well, he only have limited power. We have to change the Senate to more people that look and think like us, even Republicans. It's not all bad Republicans. They just got a bad rap right now because of Trump. But all Republicans are not bad. But well, what was the lie that Biden supposedly you. told? That's what I need to know. The lie supposedly, the lie that we were not going to get the $15 an hour for minimum wage and that they changed the uh, income bracket, I think, for the $1,400 stimulus checks. But they, Mitch McConnell is still on a mission and in enough power with you all listening to what this fool who is no longer the president he still say win them. And y'all should be blaming them other senators. We have 43 for us. And what, what it was 43, 47, 53, right? 47. Y'all right. needed, we needed more senators, Republican senators to, to join with us and stop being afraid. They are terrified of whatever power this fool holds over them. And the collateral damage is the American people, i.e. I'm an American person. This is, this is my issue. And I don't think people are going to like what I have and to Biden say. And Biden, they lied. That's, I'm going to say, this is my issue. Um, I, the problem I think that we have, we'll all speak specifically to the Democratic Party because I'm a part of the Democratic Party. I, wrote, I vote Democrat. The problem that I have, and I think this is similar to the conversation that we had around Lori Lightfoot. We as a party are so quick to attack each other and to, I understand holding us accountable but we're so quick to attack each other if something doesn't happen quick enough mm -hmm. or, you know, we're going to criticize each other. All that does is give more credibility to the Republicans 
or you know the far right whoever we want whoever we're gonna you know put them over there with it only gives them more credibility when it comes up time for re-elections to happen for us not to get into office so my issue is joe biden has been in office for all of 30 days a little over 30 days and y'all are mad already like oh my god he hasn't done this fast enough he hasn't mm -hmm. done this fast enough it took George Bush, because everybody forgets how bad of a president George Bush was. It took him eight years to lead us into a recession. And it took Barack Obama eight years to lift us out of it. And yes, people can argue that Obama didn't do everything that he promised. But ain't none of y'all been president. So chill out. One, y'all have no idea what that office holds. Y'all have no idea what he's on, what's on his plate every day. And the myriad of things that he has to combat. Yes, we elected him, but give Joe Biden at least a year. He hasn't even gotten his whole cabinet together yet. Mm -hmm. And y'all are mad trying to criticize him. And all that's going to do in four years when they get somebody else in the Republican Party to be the, the nominee, whether it's not Trump, y'all are going to give that person credibility to come with the strategy to say, well, look what Joe Biden did. And all these Democrats were upset about it. Uh -huh. Chill out. Chill out. Tell them, Lauren. Last did thing I want to hit on. Right, chill Wait out. a minute, Nick. Did you hear what she said? She said, "We, yeah, it's a lot on his plate. You don't know what's on his plate. We knew what was on that last president plate. McDonald's. This nigga ate McDonald's. <laughs> How I the hell you not a damn thing because he ate nothing except screw up this country. Let but, me tell you something. But don't forget, Flame, he held up Taco Bell for Cinco de Mayo. So, so Joe you know. Biden ain't lied. Joe Biden has tried, and he's going to continue to try. We have to work with him. I'm, I, I completely agree with what Lauren said. We always so quick. He is not Helen Keller. He is not a miracle worker. He's just one man, and he did win, and we voted for him to win. So we have to have a little more patience to let him get into this job. When you start your new job, it's a learn-by-doing process. We're still trying to learn how to hook up this damn equipment. But you need to. <laughs> it's a learn-by-doing process, and you have to have patience to work with the people. Y'all too quick to this cancel culture and what has not been done. Stop. I'm, I'm back to Kennedy. Ask not what your what your president can do for you. Ask what yourself what you can do for your damn president. We should be upholding him. All the negativity in this country with this whole coronavirus bull crap. We need to really stand behind him, and we gonna have to be on the roller coaster of mistakes and and on the successes of this presidency because this is who we chose. This who we chose. We talked about it for weeks before it happened. Months. This is who we chose. Work. Let's work with this party and. And I'm talking to the Democrats called Republican mad about everything. They just mad. They fuck, they know they <laughs> fucked up putting that nigga in, in, in position to be their spokesperson. So they still mad. I'm talking to the Democrats. Have some patience. Back it up. Pull out. And I'll say this. The one thing that y'all can be mad that I'm kind of mad about the Democrats about is the impeachment managers that ran Donald Trump's impeachment. I'm upset with them. If y'all want to be mad at somebody, be mad, be mad at them. Because I feel like they didn't do their due diligence to really mm. get the votes that they needed in mm. terms of bringing witnesses forward. You know, they subpoenaed Donald Trump and he said, well, I'm not complying. I don't know anybody, any other American that gets subpoenaed and can just say I'm not coming and not get arrested and put in jail. So if y'all want to be mad at some Democrats, be mad at the impeachment managers that they didn't do all that they could have to really get Donald Trump impeached for the second time. I think I think with that, I'm just going to say this. I think that was a tough road to hoe. I think that many walked in already having decided how they were going to vote, regardless of the amount of evidence put forward. What I did think that they did, unlike the first impeachment, I felt like this was less of a show 
and more by the numbers and straight to the point. Like, look, we're not going to belabor the point. I love the way they laid out their case, actually, with the whole timeline of events and what the, uh, the former president was doing at the time. But I agree with you. I just wish that more could have possibly been done to follow through with witnesses and things like that. Now that we know uh, people definitely want to, to testify. I want to say this because I know we want to move in and open the floor. Why don't we move uh, Governor Cuomo as we continue to learn more to next week? Uh, that'll give people a chance to kind of uh, figure out what's happening with that so that we can give our flame mess a chance to jump on in there with what you want. We got can some we? time, Nick. I think we can talk and about I it. I don't want to attack Andrew Cuomo only because, you know, y'all know I love Chris Cuomo. Hi, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I. I'm going to let y'all have this. Well, it's not even about attacking. I think that what we can say is that Governor Cuomo uh, had been front and center during uh, much of the early stages of the pandemic. And now there are just uh, questions being brought to light about whether or not all the information was presented forward. And I think what I want to say more than anything is that I think we all deserve to have a bit of transparency wherever the science leads, wherever the facts lead. I think that we all want to just know exactly what's happening and the number of people who may have been um, uh, failed by this virus so yeah that's well I'll, I'll say this and i may be a little biased because i do like andrew cuomo as well my thing is he's relying on his scientists and his doctors and his health officials to kind of give him the numbers mm -hmm. and i feel like if they didn't have their strategy together and you know all of their people accurately you know documenting what was mm -hmm. happening mm -hmm. he was just relaying the information that he was leaning on his experts for yeah. And if his experts kind of failed him, he's going to end up being the sacrificial lamb. Yes. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. You know, maybe they gave him the information and he didn't do what he needed to do with it and provide proper insight or, you know, proper explanation around it. But I'm leaning toward my first inkling is that maybe they were they were the, the epicenter. They didn't know. Nothing's ever really happened like this in 100 years. They did the best that they could. And, you know, maybe some balls got dropped. And because he is the governor, he's turning into the sacrificial lamb who's being investigated by the FBI now. And, Lauren, can we say this, too? Lauren Flame, haven't we always said, own it? I watched Governor Cuomo said, the buck stops with me. I, I take full responsibility. However this goes, I take full responsibility. I never see a leader step out and do that. I thought that that right there was commendable. I, let me tell you, when I knew that Andrew Cuomo was pure, full-on gangster, when he didn't fall in line with this foolishness, when this whole this coronavirus came out and he didn't fall for the, the Fauci okie doke or the Trump woo-woo-woo, and he did what he needed to do for his state and his city, that's when I knew baby Andrew Cuomo going to do what he needed to do to take care of his people. He showed care and he agreed. He showed leadership because everybody ain't got leadership because you're in a position to be a boss. You need to act like one. Everybody just got, some people got the title and don't know how to do the job. Trust me when mm -hmm. I tell you, Mother can do the job. I don't want to be the governor of New York, but I like to live in Manhattan, so you know Fifth Avenue. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> or, or 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 former Seneca, you know, uh, like Lauren brought up last week, you know, because uh, that that, oh, that that hey, they still owe you your 40 acres and a mule. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Well, hello, T.T. Jan. Ladies and gentlemen, that's T.T. Jan. She's an affectionate. She's, uh, yeah, we hear we you. We can hear you. She's affectionately known on this page as T.T. Jan, even though her name is Waits okay, Williams on Instagram. <laughs> so we want to ask you, what are your thoughts on, it could be over all the topics we've discussed between Ted Cruz, Joe Biden, or Andrew Cuomo. Give us, give us the goods. Well, for, for Snake Ted, you know he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and that's his only relevance is making people hate him because no one can blindly be that dumb and even his wife supports him uh on outlandish things i mean when you looked at her text messages she was telling people in their neighborhood that they were getting ready to go so none of that was by accident he just thought he could do it almost like when christie government governor christie took his family to the beach that was supposed to be closed down. Jen, how's the weather there in St. Louis? It is beautiful today. It's like uh, 46, almost 50. Uh, Girl, I see that Nellie, Nellie's mansion is for sale. Let's buy it. You know what? <laughs> it is so messed up. I mean, it's so much, you know, he's left it so long, neglected it so long that it's just a frame of a building. And it's too avant-garde. It's just too much for my palate. But it's, it's in a good part of town. It's by where we have this artificial uh, ski, ski slope called, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's a nice spot to be in. I like to buy it and rent it out to two families with Section 8, you know, just for the come up. Yeah. yeah um. but that, <laughs> in the area of town that it is, that would be an ideal spot for um, our Airbnb. But when you get people who 
really, really have money, they know how to put their neighborhood covenants on lockdown for stuff like that. Oh, it's yeah. Just, oh, I yeah. don't have to worry about the Airbnbs. They don't have to worry about it in that neck of the woods. So. Well, Jan, we thank you for coming on. You know, we adore you always. That is our TT Jan. And TT Jan, her name is Waits William. And TT Jan is also thinking about starting an advice column for you guys. I'm telling you, we've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. Right. And everybody loves you on this page, Jan. And this page is about sharing and caring and teaching. Right. And if you got it to give, give it to us. Give it to me. I, I, I adore when you come on because I think it's great. We always get information. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a virtual hug to all. Blessings. I'll talk to you all later. Bye, Jan. Bye. Hello, Hello. beautiful. Hey, honey. <laughs> Why are you hiding in the dark? Looking like Erica Badu. Turn some lights on. Child, the lights is on. Let's talk about your friend over here that's unforced me up into up into servitude you talking uh, about oh. you talking about my lawyer my entertainment attorney you're gonna come about mr john yeah we're we gonna talk we're gonna talk about his ass we're gonna <laughs> talk about we're gonna talk about him here we're gonna talk about after this teresa so i know you've been watching let's go oh look at the baby teresa i want to ask you a question i, I need you so first of all let me introduce you guys to three this is teresa griffin recorders are recording artist extraordinaire entertainer my friend i play her music always and have introduced so many of you flamettes to teresa griffin you know uh naked soul that's my cd that's one i love and uh we play a lot of her music and you guys are so familiar with her she does tea time on tuesdays and thursdays on facebook and instagram at 6 p.m eat a central standard time every tuesday and thursday called tea time when she cooks and sings and all that anywho we're gonna get past all we'll come back to that What's Black historian resonates to you, Teresa? And what do you think we're going to do about uh, us attacking Joe Biden, saying, people saying that he lied? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I, a lot of people don't know how many entertainers are really Black historians. So I'm going to have to start with Eartha Kitt because she was mm. tossed out of the White House. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she was asked to leave before she ate dinner. For so, speaking her mind. Yes, for speaking mm. her mind. Uh, and then she went over, she went abroad and, and she made a career for herself, uh, much like Josephine Baker, but um, in, in a totally different way, say Bone darling. Um, and then she came back and won the Tony and did all these other things. So um, entertainers have fought for so long. Harry, Harry Belafonte, um, you know, Dorothy Dandridge, Nina Dorothy Simone, Dandridge, whose birthday Nina was yesterday. Simone. Yes, Nina Simone on a, on such a large scale. People thought mm-hmm. she lost her mind, but truly, what it was is she just could not deal with how they treated African American artists and how they wanted us to be silent mm-hmm. and just sing and take it. And it broke her heart. It broke her spirit. And so, um, those I could name several. Oh, right Billie now. Holiday. They just did a movie yeah. about her that the government tried to shut her down for singing Strange mm-hmm. Fruit. Oh, oh my God. And just think how they wouldn't, they didn't want her to sing in Carnegie Hall so many times, mm-hmm. so many times. So, so, so hard she fought to sing there at Carnegie Hall and, and, and how often it broke her heart. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they don't know what they went through in order for them to, to be so disrespectful these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, um, oh my God, I can teach. So, ooh, it's Teresa, you just said something. So, you know what you just said for the young artists and for the artists out here now? We now we know what privilege feels like because some of them feel privileged for the work that some of us did way back in the day. So when we say 
to, to white people, you, I don't want to understand what white privilege is. Or when you say people who say they don't understand what privilege is, if you're in that situation, then you understand what privilege is because you're watching somebody who's younger than you, who's not as talented as you, but who mm. has moved in spaces that you have created for them, not recognize you and not respecting you. I'm telling you, it's a double-edged sword if you sit back and pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. oh and God, I think I I'm... Uh, it's, it's, it, it's scary. I agree. It is yeah. huge on so many levels. Mm -hmm. uh, Ray, Ray Charles, when you think about what mm -hmm. Ray Charles went through, how he literally was like, well, I'm not going to play this venue. I'm out of here. The things, so many artists that they can't even name. And for us to be disrespectful to one another, to call each other mm -hmm. bitches and hoes. Uh, uh, well, wait a minute now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not affectionately. <laughs> I'm not talking about affectionately. I'm talking about disrespectfully. I'm yeah. talking about disrespectfully and, and how we embrace it and say it's okay. What Rosa Parks and all of those people went through in order for us to not even to not even want to dress respectfully on stage. They don't understand what queen glamour is. They don't understand where queen glamour came from. You know, it's they don't understand the money that goes into queen glamour. And where they came from, you know, how much money goes into Queen Glamour, the real Queen Glamour. Don't get me started. So, anywho, uh, we can talk about Ted Cruz behind and <laughs> and how people will continue to put inefficient people in office mm -hmm. who don't care about them and wonder why those people still won't care about them. It's like the woman who took the snake home with her because he was froze, because he had all these beautiful colors. And then when he unthawed, he bit him. And then all of a sudden he says, why did you bite me? He said, well, cunt, you knew I was a snake when you took me home. So that, sounds, so, that sounds very Adam and Eve. Eve, was that snake frozen? <laughs> girl, you knew he was going to cut. You knew it was warm out there in the grass, girl. I don't know why. <laughs> But it was, but it was something that was big about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's always a great story. Teresa Griffin, you know we adore you over here, yes. ladies and gentlemen. If you are not following Teresa Griffin and downloading her music on or, or buying her music on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, all of that, great singer can sing anything. Has remade Oh Me Oh My. Have remade Marvin Gaye's uh, "Distant Lover" that that got did you get Grammy nominated? Did you get? She won a bunch of awards for it, a bunch it of awards. For it. it was considered for a Grammy. Award. Okay, uh, but you have to download it the music. It was considered list for a Grammy nomination. Thank you. Very much. But, yes, man, I I knew it was something with a Grammy. My personal favorite song. I got two. Okay, I got three. My personal favorites have "Rose Colored Glasses." I can't without you and anymore. And if you're unfamiliar with those three songs, when we get off of here, y'all go listen to them. And you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Teresa Griffin. Thank Tea you. time every I Tuesday, every Thursday on Facebook and on Instagram, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Y'all can watch her. She, and she's a great cook. She's from Louisiana. You know all them bitches from Louisiana know how to cook and put voodoo on you. Uh, bye, baby. <laughs> That's why my neck you. is bad. <laughs> bye. Love you, Teresa. Love you all. Listen. So we got to talk about the subject that I had yes, you guys do. do your homework for because we our time is moving on. And I want to talk about the subject of, um, um, ooh, how do I say it? Okay, so. Be gentle a, now. I am. There's a transgender <laughs> couple, uh, trans man and a trans woman. Mm -hmm. and they're married. They're married. And they have their, their, they had a baby. Now, that's not even the issue the, because it was very um, 
heterosex to have the baby, but uh, the trans man was in uh, had in vitro fertilization because they were having issues because they both stopped taking hormones so they could have a successful, uh, a, a healthy baby. But the state of Illinois listed the trans man as the father and the trans woman as the mother, right? Mm -hmm. Even though the trans man was the one who actually had and carried the baby. So technically, the trans man is biologically the mother, even though not on the paper. And the trans mother is actually the father, but not on paper. Mm -hmm. So we want you guys to weigh in and tell us what you think about that. Maybe I didn't explain it the best. I'll let Lauren do that part. <laughs> I'm going to add some names uh -huh. in. <laughs> because I, you know, I'm just trying to ABC it for you guys because I know somebody's like, what? Who? Yes. So to kind of just break it down a little bit, there is a, a transgender couple, married couple in uh, Chicago. The transgender uh, man, his name is uh, Miles, Miles mm -hmm. Brody Davis, and the trans woman's name is Precious, I'm sorry, Brady Davis. And um, they decided that they were going to get married and they wanted to start a family. Mm -hmm. So because of that, um, like Flame said, they decided to do in vitro. And uh, the trans man, Miles, ended up carrying the baby because, like he said on his TLC special, he was, you know, provided the equipment. So they made the decision to have Miles carry the baby. And um, Precious was just very supportive throughout the whole process. They actually ended up having a TLC special called My, Pre My Pregnant Husband. And um, Flame, I sent you the Entertainment Tonight interview that they did. Um, but I think this is something interesting that we can talk about because, Flame, you are a father. I'm a transgender father. You're a transgender father. Mm -hmm. And I think that there were some different perspectives here. And we can let the Flame Mets know, too, that Precious and I actually had, we were talking between yesterday and today because mm -hmm. we wanted them to come on the show and kind of explain their side of their experience. And then we can kind of have an, an open dialogue to see if there's similarities, differences, and perspectives or what have you. Um, they weren't able to, but um, we're going to see if we can coordinate a separate time to maybe have them come on here. Um, but Flame, you had some, you know, really transparent thoughts that I think would be interesting for um, our viewers. Well, the only because I got some inboxes about it when I brought up the subject the other day on the on, on my in, on coffee time, and someone said, "Well, Flame, isn't that the same scenario as you and your your baby mama or your you know?" Absolutely not, because the, we have, I'm transgender and my baby mama identifies as transgender. But I've always been my children's father, and she has always been their mother. Do you understand what I mean? So that's the difference. So this kid will be raised that the father is the mother, the actual mother is the who is now the father, and the actual father who is now the mother. My, I have no discrepancies, but I think it's great. I think it's wonderful to have family. I think it's wonderful for love. I've always wanted my own children. I think the difference is that I'm thinking that my only fear, and it's not a fear that I should even be concerned about because it's not my damn business, for real. But what if the couple don't stay together and then will the child be left so-called and the, and the trans woman decides that she don't want to be a part of the relationship? Because, you know, sometimes breakups are very bitter. I have a very bitter breakup. So sometimes they don't want to interact. But my children always knew that that was their mom and I never tried to keep it. What if the one person decides that they don't want to be involved. So would the child be left motherless or fatherless? That, that was the question I was asked. And I may not be saying it correctly. I promise you I'm not trying to incite anybody. I'm not enraged. I'm not angry. I'm very happy for this couple. But I'm just asking the question on the outside looking in because 
I'm kind of dumbfounded about the situation myself. And since I don't know, we will talk about this. So bring some folks on, Lauren Hogan, because yeah. it's a lot. What do you think, by the way? I mean, um, and they're a beautiful couple. Let me say yes. that. My thing is this: I'm I'm not I'm not trans, so I can't necessarily really? <laughs> whatever. I could have swore I, I saw. <laughs> so I can't. I don't feel like I can fully speak to that experience because it's not mine. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I will say that you know I don't think there's anything wrong with what you're asking or posing because in a way you're kind of playing devil's advocate. And I, in a lot of ways in my life, I do kind of, you know, operate that way. I think it's always good to play worst case scenario because you just never know what's going to happen. So you, that's been your experience is, you know, you were with someone, you know, you guys were both a trans couple. You guys had a baby together and you mm -hmm. guys parted ways. And because of that, you're thinking, okay, this could be the similar situation. And there's other elements to is where the, you know, the trans man was listed as, as the father on the birth certificate, the trans woman was listed as the mother. So... I think that your question is very valid. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm going to really speak to because, like I said, it's not my experience. So I don't want to offend anybody. And for the record, I didn't uh, stop taking hormones because I wasn't taking them. Definitely not that one. And I know. And I know. And I did not <laughs> um, I did not have to uh, do in vitro fertilization because uh -huh, mm -hmm. everything worked. It was just like that. It was the old-fashioned way. But I really am intrigued to know my, my because I watched my children. And I'm telling you, my children were broken not having their mother. Let me say that. now, And I can say this publicly. I, I've seen my children want and long for their mother. And sometimes she was just not in a place that I wanted them around her. So I didn't try to shield them, keep them from her. I tried to shield them from her because I knew where it would, would go or how it would end up. And sometimes it, it really did that. And, but they had to experience that. That's all I'm saying. If they break up, will the trans woman who's the mother, who represents the mother, you know, stay involved in life? And I'm speaking from a trans woman point of view. We are selfish. We want what we want. And if I ain't had to have no kids, there's been many days I went in my bathroom. And I, I, I am their father. But, and I identify as their father, even though I dress up like a woman to work. I have went in the bathroom like, good God, I could have chose something else. I could have had mm -hmm. a VA. I could but I stayed, you know, everybody does not have that capacity to deal with that. And that's what I'm asking. So Hi, hello, Bobby, Bobby Clifford. Bobby. <laughs> Hi. I know that was a lot, but share with us, please, your thoughts. So I'm taking it all in because it was great information. But the, if I can step back and look in. To me, I don't. I think their experience is going to be like every other child who has parents that broke up. Um, the parent who takes the child hopefully will be like you, flame involved, something that they want, and be you know an active participant. Um, I do. I think it'll be unfortunate, but I don't. I don't see. I don't see how it will be different. Some of my trans sisters, I'm about to lose y'all on this one, and I love you to death. And in respect of biologically born women. My grandmother has always said, and I'm going to say it publicly again, that the difference between, because, you know, trans women love to, we, we love to holler, we're real women, we're real women, and you can be a real woman, you can feel like a real woman, whatever. But my grandmother would always say, and I believe this, I watch her tell my aunties this, the difference between a man and a woman is a woman's heart and mind. A woman's mm -hmm. loyalty will, a man's loyalty will never stand the test of a woman's loyalty. That's the woman's plus and her minus because, you get loyal to a person and you stay in longer than you're supposed to. And when then when it's done, when a woman is done, she walks away. But mm -hmm. she will still always have love for her kid. A man can say, I'm out. And 
from the man perspective of me, because it's he, she, we. From the man and me, I've seen it happen. I, I've walked away from some things. Not my children, but I've walked away from some things, and I never looked back. And I knew I was wrong for walking away from certain things. And this is what I'm saying. Will they still stay involved for the child, Bobby? And I know I'm saying it confusing. I know I, it sounds no, confusing no, to no, me. I, I, no, you're not confusing to me. I think I, I still think the kids are at the same advantage or disadvantage of, of heterosexual couple or anything else. I can tell you, I have, I'm a single parent. My son's father left at five. He just left, you know. But so these kids, well, whether they stay with the, the what we're calling the mom or their dad, as long as there's one per, one participating parent, I think they're going to be the same as everybody else, good or bad, whatever you know. However oh, you I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be loved yeah. unconditionally, and they're going to know to treat people um, with respect. And exactly. with clarity because their parent is different. My kids know that because I'm such a different looking exactly. person that they treat people like with respect and, you know, and they're cordial. So the love will be there. I just, I, because they made, and they made history because Miles was the first trans man to be listed as the father on yeah, the birth certificate in the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I also think that, um, I would not have, I'm trying to think of the expression you used way back when, when you said I wasn't one of those girls. Miles is one of those guys. I never in yeah, a million my, years yeah. would have thought that, that he wasn't from birth um, a man. He, his voice, the, his cadence, the way he just carries himself. Um, so, yeah, that was because I was I watched all the interviews. I did all my homework, everybody. I'm, I'm a good student. Um, and You're very, very good. You get an A. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, they were talking about, I don't know if the two of you saw the interview where he actually um, was pulled over while they were shopping for baby clothes or shopping yeah. for clothes the day of the shower. And I thought, oh, I don't know. I thought that was tricky because I have to say if, if I could, again, looking from the outside, looking in. Now, I don't know about there were five cops or something. That piece I didn't understand. But if I saw a guy that was built like him, tall, lean, and all of a sudden with this big po you know, pouch out front, I don't know if I would have thought there was something going on. Um, and also, one of the interviews that I saw, and I wish there was more clarification. I'm sorry, that's the puppy barking. Um, it sounded like the woman who had lifted his shirt apologized and felt terrible. That's, that's what I got from that. And I thought that was nice. That was a good response. I think it was an mm -hmm. over-exaggeration of what they need for a shoplifter. I agree. Um, well, to the naked eye, to your point, Bobby, to the naked eye for somebody it, who does not understand trans or I, they would have been baffled. They, I'm sure whoever the police officer was, was baffled because like mm -hmm. you said, Miles is exceptionally convincing. That We have some beautiful trans men out here. Miles is one of the ones that you just don't know. So to think that you're actually looking at a man and he tells you that he's pregnant, of course you're going to be like, yeah, right. You're trying yeah, to get they, out of a ticket. I would. I, I have to. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. And I would have felt like two cents. But um, I absolutely, I, I felt badly that had to happen just before the, the the shower. I'm telling you, I wanted the dog my whole life. And this guy, I'm ready to put him up. Oh, he's fine. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> I, just, I, uh, I just don't want the child to ever be cheated out of having a mother. No, and I, I don't I, think, I think that's I what hear I'm that. saying. I, hear that. I feel that in every every circumstance with single parents. Um, You know, I, it's it's a lousy situation. It's a super lousy situation. I think you spoke to my son, and I'm sure your kids. They would rather a two-parent family or two people that were involved in it. Well, um, technically, it, my kids got three: he, she, and we. Hi, he, right. she, we. <laughs> this, 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 when we do our topics now, this is the he, she, we segment of the show, and we engage with all of our playmates. Yeah. So 
he, she, we continue. Yeah, no, so I don't, but I, but I, I had a tough time after listening to all the information. They are a lovely couple. They oh, seem yeah. like they're yeah, in they love. Are. I knocked wood that uh, they're not the other side of the 50%. Um, but I, I think that they both tried so hard for this baby. I don't know. I just don't see this particular couple. I can't say about all. If we're talking in generalities, I don't, I can't speak to it. But I don't think, I think this couple, they, they remain as, you know, co-parents. That's oh yeah, I and I've it. seen people on here saying they want to have another baby. So I think they're head over heels in love. Yeah, I think yeah. they're madly in love. I do which too. Is great. They, and I know plenty of trans women who have children. I'm talking about trans women who right. that don't that don't engage with their children, don't see their children, don't do anything for their children, but love to scream that they have children. And I'm not speaking speaking to anyone personally, but I know plenty of trans my trans sisters that do have kids and don't do nothing with or for their children. I, this is what I'm saying. So I think That's it's great. Plenty of parents in mm -hmm. general. I know a lot of, uh, I, I don't want to just say guys. And I, well, if experience. I said my trans women sisters, believe me, I, I, you ain't got to say guys. I'm saying y'all would be mad at me. You know, I don't give a damn. Oh, well, I wasn't saying, I'm just saying my experience. No, not, you know, there's right. plenty of them. When they want credit, oh, look at my kid. But, but what, they, they what's, the old, what's the old joke that, that women used to say? If you want to chase a man, wait, a man away, tell them that you're pregnant. Baby. Oh, yeah, sure. oh uh -huh. that's a good one. <laughs> that's an old baby. <laughs> Well, thank you, so much, <laughs> thank you, Bobby. Thank you Bobby so much, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Bye. Thank you. Bobby is Had a great time. Thank you, Bobby. You too. Thank wow. You. That is, it, it is, it, it baffles me that, wow, I see, I, I didn't know that police story. Could you imagine that? The police pulling her over? I mean, pulling they were, him over? So the, the story is that uh, Miles was actually in a store and was doing some last minute shopping for the baby shower and as. He was leaving the store. He was surrounded <laughs> by all these police officers and was like screaming, please be gentle, please be gentle. I'm eight months pregnant. And what I also saw too, part of the special, um, he was having some complications because he had a thin cervix. So oh. he was at risk of losing the baby. So it was all of that. And he was like, please be gentle, please be gentle. I'm pregnant. And of course, so. they didn't believe Hello, gorgeous Michelle. Hi. Hello, sweetie. Hi, how are you? I saw you all in the comments. <laughs> I was like, we got to bring Michelle in here. Oh, I know. Let me just tell my teddy done. Mm -hmm. um, you, you loud. Okay, there you go. You got there. Yeah, now turn the TV down. Yeah, um, I saw the interview, but also they are they are a lovely couple. Let mm -hmm. me just say, mm -hmm. and I have nothing against trans couples, you know. But my issue is that he had the baby, and obviously he was a she and she was a he i get all that genet i get all that in the relationship <laughs> but my thing is when they went to register the baby i have an issue because even though he's a trans man he still carried the baby therefore he still had a womb so in my opinion my personal opinion is if you still have a womb you're still a woman to that effect because <laughs> you carried the baby because there's nowhere on this planet any man has actually carried a baby and carried a baby to term and had a baby I think there was one man where I think they said he tried to, but he, I think he died actually. There was one um, story about some man back in the day tried to have a baby, but it didn't work out. But my issue is just the fact that you can be trans, you can be in a loving couple, in a loving relationship. I just think that when, you know, the registration part of it, I think it's a bit confusing. You can live as a trans couple, but at the end of the day, he still had a womb, which therefore made him able to carry the baby. I am a woman. If I go cut my hair off tomorrow and put jeans on and start taking hormone tablets, I'm still a woman if I don't have any surgery. And even if I have surgery, I, 
I don't, I'd even be able to carry a baby. You know, that's just my opinion on that part of it. Their, their, their relationship and being able to raise a kid, they'll be like every other normal couple. Man, woman, doesn't really, you know, dog, cat, it doesn't really matter. But I just believe just that that issue just kind of got to me when, you know, that registration part. Because I just think it's a bit confusing. I also think in society, you know, we get to the point where we're letting so many issues in life take precedent over, you know, an issue. And then it becomes the norm. I know, you know, we all have to evolve as society and everyone has to be equal. But I think, you know, there comes a point where we are messing with society as a whole. Because, you know, man is man, woman has children. If it then becomes later on where men can actually have babies, I would change my stance. But as it stands in this 21st century, men cannot have babies. So therefore, only with the registration of the, the birth certificate part of their story, I disagree. He should have put him as the mother and she could still be the father because they are biologically the, the parents of the baby. Well, let me ask you this, Michelle. Would it be would it Go. be different? Would it be different if there was a way to identify as a trans father on the birth certificate? Would you have the same point of oh, view? That's a good point, Lauren. Yeah. Well, again, I, 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 I would. I know my perspective would change because then legally it would already have it on the documentation. He was a trans male, so. By common sense, you know your mother was still a woman, but on the paper, it'd still be a trans male. You know, there's some definition, because you don't know how the child's going to feel later on down the road in life. A lot of these issues that we tend to be put in as rights now in society, we don't know how it's going to affect us down the line. I'm from kind of flames, I'm 53, so I was there in the 80s and the 90s, you know, when it was just gay and lesbian. There was none of the, you know, they had drag queens. They didn't even have trans. I'm talking about in England. Then slowly in the late 80s into the 90s, we got trans. You know, we got gay. We got bisexual. You know, it's not necessarily about this discussion. It's not necessarily about, you know, your sexual orientation. But I'm just saying there's so many labels now. Mm -hmm. Everything is getting confused. And I'm not a Christian. I'm not one of these, you know, man shouldn't be with man. and woman. Everyone love who you love. I believe that you love who you love. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the, the core basis, I think sometimes we are just getting a bit muddled and it's getting a bit dirty in society. That's all it is. Wow. So, yeah, Michelle, they is over. Michelle is in England. She's giving us all the, <laughs> the UK. That's our British correspondent over there. Hello. And can I just yes. say, can I just, in England, we had the same situation. We had two trans women. They, they obviously were men, but they were two trans women. Um, so that means they were women, they dressed as men. And one of them, who now have two children, had a baby. And in our papers, we, we reported it over here as the first man to have a baby. But she was still a woman. She still had, they both had their wombs. None of them had um, the, um, so, um, the, um, corrective surgery. So they were both still women, but they dressed as men. They had beards. They took hormone replacements, you know, but they were still able to carry babies. There was a big issue about that over here, and that was a good few years ago. And now they've got two children. Nothing, again, wrong with them raising their kids. No one's saying, oh, it's wrong. They shouldn't have the children. But, again, it's always an issue of contention because if a man, trans man has a woman, I mean, sorry, has a baby, is he a woman? Is he still a woman with his womb? And I think if you have your womb, you are still a woman. Flame is there sitting next to you. We know Flame has his breast, but he also has his man part. So at the end of the day... I got a I But you see, again, we...
with Flame now. We we know he is the he, she, we. That's different. He's already put out there his his gender difference, differentiation. Do you know what I mean? There's he, there's, he, there's she, and there's we. When you want to be trans and then you're telling me I'm a man but I'm having a baby, in my mind you're still a woman, but you can be a trans man. I know a lot of people are not going to be happy with what I'm saying, but that's just my opinion. That's oh, not that's even what the baby. I know, you want to have an exchange of information. Yes, like we and, and that, my point is just for when they want to, you know, you can have babies, you can have them naturally, you can adopt, you can have them any way you want to get, you know, given them. It's just that little thing when they put it on the birth certificate, you know, maybe that needs to be changed in the future. But again, I don't want it to be a case where we start changing all the boxes in on the sheets, you know, it's a, you know, um, a non-gender specific parent, it's a this parent, it's a that parent. I don't want the boxes to be so many bloody boxes on the paper. It's gone from just being mum and dad, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that that is a lot, Michelle. But I, I'm I know, sorry. <laughs> but it's great. It was a great perspective, and I will yeah. love what Lauren said. I never thought about that, Lauren. If they would have put trans mother, or I mean trans father, mm -hmm. it would have yeah. been because let me tell you something. If and I'm praying that things work out. I hope y'all be together and be married and stay together for a hundred years. And I'm not even talking yeah. about this couple now. I'm just talking about in case this ever happens in with another couple. Let me just use another couple for instance. If the, I went to court and the mother gets all the rights in court. Let me tell you something. The mm -hmm. mama can pretty much be a crackhead smoking a pipe in court and turning a trick. And depending on the judge, father's rights are not very great in this country. The mother gets oh. all the rights because they feel like because the mother carried and had the baby, that is 80% the mother's baby. That's, I'm telling you what oh. the court system does. Mm -hmm. And especially when yeah. you look different. I'm trans. I had to go to court over and over and over and over to explain who I was in my children's lives in order to get custody of them. But I was always listed as the father. Do you know if a judge sees that who's unfamiliar with something like this, what they gonna be thinking? Yeah. Like, what, what? You know, yeah. I'm not gonna give this child to you because I'm afraid you gonna turn, because you know how they think about oh. trans people and gay people. Yeah. You gonna turn them into you. Nothing compared yeah. to be the truth for my kids because they don't even like me like that. I definitely know they yeah. don't wanna be like me, but Imagine a naked eye, just like those police. You pull up on a man and he said he's pregnant. It's a lot of fat men out here with big stomachs, but you know yeah, they're not pregnant. So it, it, mm -hmm. it is, yeah. like you said, Michelle, it's muddy in the waters. It's such a gray area that it's scary. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you would, sorry, Lauren, go on. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like you said, muddy, we just have to kind of see how, you know, things go further down the line. Everything takes a bit of time for evolution. So, you know, we may get that box on the birth certificate registration form, you know, soon, who knows. But I just don't want it to get a bit crazy out there with the too many boxes, too many labels. And, you know, again, nothing with their parenting. They're going to be lovely parents. And, you know, what happens in the future happens in the future. It's just for the fact of that little thing when I heard about the registration, that really kind of got to me a little bit, you know, much. Thank you, my yeah, beautiful Michelle. Yeah, we appreciate Michelle. you, Michelle. Thank you Thank so you. Much. No I'm worries. Honest, you know, Thank you. Check, but since I was a kid, I have always checked others. You know how they have male, female, yeah, other? You have. I always have checked other, even when I was a young kid, because, you know, I was always a strange bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've always checked other. <laughs> well, I mean, this is what I'll say. I don't. I just want to clarify that we're not trying to deny anybody's experience oh, or what's happening. That's not what we're doing. We're simply here to have an exchange of information, because Flame thought this was an ex interesting topic. We haven't really had any LGBTQ topics on the show, and we thought that this was a good one to have. Yeah. So now, hello, Miss Fantasia. Hi. I was afraid to come on because I'm, 
I'm not at home, so I hope my Wi-Fi is fine. Y'all can hear you me. You look great, and we can I, hear I'm you. I need you to take that mask off. It look like you got a beard. Girl, you look like you're a damn <laughs> Iranian. I'm the, I'm the bearded woman. Oh. <laughs> um, so what are your what are your thoughts, Fantasia, on this topic? My, my thoughts on that top on that topic is I completely agree with Michelle, and I completely agree with with Flame. However, to each his own, and they are all, all entitled to their the parents are entitled to their opinion on how they want their documentation noted. But I just it makes me come back to an experience, a very unfortunate situation in my life, which was like a, a life altering experience. I was in a in a um, ambulance, losing lots of blood. I had a it's a long story. Anyway, I remember I remember that the doctors asking me, are you on your period, ma'am? And I was like, oh no, I said, I'm trans. So once I told him I was trans, he knew that technically I was male. I'm not a physician by no, by no means at all, but this is someone in an, in an ambulance being rushed to the hospital to save my life. So whatever they needed for that male, that's what he had to grab in order to take care of whatever he needed to take care of. And as far as documentation is concerned, I think that those type of things should be corrected. If you got a skeletal body from an airplane, you want to know this is a male and this is a female. Again, to each his own, and that's their opinion, and that's what makes them happy. And I'm fine with all of that, and I'm not against it. But in my personal opinion, I don't agree with it. Just like I always instill in my nieces and nephews to call me Uncle Buddy, which is what they do, despite mm -hmm. of how I look. So that's my opinion on all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, this is coming from my trans sister. She also did the background. You know, she did the. Thank you, And hear me clearly, Fantasia. And Fantasia is pro trans sister. She's pro for the girls. If you follow her page, Fantasia Lamoy, you'll see she always speaks very highly of our trans sisters and brothers. This is not a teardown. I'm telling you, we are so ignorant to the fact that. It's not confusing to me, but I want to learn more about it. So we're having a conversation so that we can all learn more about it. Because so somebody on here who's on the outside looking in will know, oh, now I understand if ever this scenario, you know, shows up in your life. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. And I, and I can understand where people on the outside looking in, where it can be confusing. Because me as a trans woman of color, it, it's a little confusing to me when I heard the story. But mm -hmm. I still, like I said earlier, I agree with how they want to feel about it. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, documentation, in my personal opinion, I feel should be corrected to the actual born gender. Mm. Yeah. Well, and that's the interesting piece, too. I will say that as well, because baby Zane was born. That's the name of their child. And mm -hmm. they actually are identifying the baby as a her. And that was part of the conversation that they had that why did you choose to give the baby, you know, a gender identity considering what your experience was? And they basically said, well, that was what she was born as. So we're going to call her a she for now. But if later on in life she makes a decision that she wants to be trans or whatever, you know, she may identify as that they were going to honor that. But I thought that was interesting, too, is that despite their experience, they decided to give the baby, you know, gender assignment at birth. Hmm. She was born with uh, a vagina. Yes. So oh, the baby is a girl. She's definitely a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, let me tell you something. I didn't pass biology with nothing but a C, but I know that flats don't look like sticks. Now, you can knock it off with all that other shit. I know that flats don't look like sticks, period. <laughs> we love you, Fontaine. Yes, thank, thank you, you for so love much. You, you got to finish it, girl. Bye. Okay, I will. <laughs> 
see, and, and this is what I'm talking about. This is we are we are trans people, which I'm not you and I. So and we yeah. are, you know, are trying to learn. We're trying to I love what you said, Lauren. I never thought about that. I thought that was great to say that if it was listed as transparent trans transfather. Trans, trans father yeah. and trans mother. At least it would be kind of self explanatory if something ever happened like med medically or physically. you know, yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty good. Hi, Nick. We back. Hey Hi, guys. Nick. Uh, you know, only one thing I want to comment on that Michelle said, Flame, uh, you're going to remember this uh, because she was talking about how there were, really wasn't the whole trans thing until the 70s, 80s. Flame, you'll remember Miss, uh, I forget her name. I want to say Tula. Was that her name, Flame? Remember? Yes. We, uh -huh. She was gorgeous. And this is Phil Donahue. Flame and I are old heads when it comes to like the talk shows. And uh, I'm, th I'm, 30, I'm 30, nigga. Hold <laughs> that to your damn we both, One of the reasons Flame and I connected immediately is because we both love Phil Donahue. And we, we, that's just one of the many things we had in common. And I'll never forget, Phil Donahue had a woman on the show named uh, Flame. You got to help me. It's either Tula or Tulula or something like that. It was that. Tula. Uh -huh. Tula. And she mm -hmm. was a James Bond girl. She was, mm. she, she was, it was, so yeah, the, the, the sisters have been out there for a while. And we time. and we had a we had a model that was for Ebony magazine or Vogue a black woman Tra Tracy mm -hmm. Tracy somebody or another she was the first black trans and somebody outed her see because yeah. you could live there so the titles and labels all that you all are yeah. putting on here it's not yeah. new you're yeah. making up new names right. but the situations have been the same for hundreds of years hundreds you're just giving years. it new labels and new titles did y'all hear my song ain't no labels to this he she we ain't no labels. <laughs> Take, remove the labels and understand that you live in a country and we live in a world, for the most part, if you live on, in the free parts of the world, that you can, as long as you have the tenacity and the due diligence and the, 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 due diligence and the wherewithal, you can live whatever life you choose or identify as respectfully, but you don't have to walk around and broadcast it because I don't think that you can have it both ways. Imagine Miles, who is exceptionally convincing, we're using yes. him, walking around telling everybody, oh, I'm a woman, I'm a woman, I'm a woman. Who would understand that? So I get the yeah. identity thing with that. I'm just on the page of the birth certificate because it's going to read male and Later in life, if somebody who is ignorant to the fact that something happens to the baby and Miles shows up and say, I'm the baby's father and woo-woo-woo, and then we need some blood because your blood would show that you're male or female because the blood don't change. You can change all the exterior, but the blood don't change. Well, we need blood from the kid's mom. Well, I, I am the kid. You know, do you come out and say, I'm the kid's mom after walking around the whole time saying, I'm the kid's father? That, that's the scenario I'm talking about. That's all. I do want to interject really quickly since we're having this topic around, you know, trans, uh, the trans community and it's Black History Month. We would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge Miss Marsha P. Johnson, who started this movement. Wow. Wow. Lauren. Yeah. The trans movement. So I think we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge her and thank her for all of her accomplishments of what she did. Very one of my one moves. one of the first. Very one of my because, moves. Very one of my moves. She's like, Marsha is like the personification of New York, too. Yes. Our, our our New York brothers and sisters are they they are they're very uh uh yes they're they're active yes absolutely. <laughs> that was very nice of you to say they're active, <laughs> they're yes. active. And this was this was what late sixties early seventies yeah. Stonewall yeah, yeah. yeah. and Stonewall. Marsha P Johnson was not the most convincing trans she no. looked not at all when I my joke when I say she looked like Herbert with a wig on Marsha P Johnson may she rest in peace for all that she did she did look like Herbert she looked with a like wig Malcolm on. well she yeah. was she was Malcolm but yeah. she stood in her conviction and believed who she was right. on everything and yeah. this is a lot of what it is. 
You got to believe and know who you are. What is looking back at you in the mirror when you look back at the mirror? We say this all the time. You have to come to Love Lounge and Coffee Time. You already missed Lounge. Oh, uh, come on, Lauren, baby. See, Lauren, this is my baby. I told y'all she was a fruit fly. See how she remembered the training. I love Listen, her, Lauren. Listen. <laughs> I have grown, around, grown up around gay people all my life. And, you know, like I said, everybody should have a gay best friend. You're just Your life's not complete unless you have one. So. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. No, no, I hear you, but 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 if if Flame's gonna be the one, you got a best friend, a mother, a bodyguard, <laughs> uh, all of it tied into one. So you know, cause uh, Flame walks around with hand jewelry. Just letting you know. So you know, hand you, jewelry. You gotta, yes, <laughs> mm -hmm. we support it. We support the hand jewelry. Got it in the garage right now, just in case Lauren or Kendall get out of hand. Look. Uh, Nicholas. My mama's on this page before you threaten me. Miss <laughs> Marsha, she stole your tablet. We on your tablet. You don't even know what's gone. Ooh. Look, Nicholas, so so let me tell y'all the honest truth. So when Nick and I first discussed this topic, Nick thought that I was on a campaign to bash or not be nice. So Nick and I actually had not words, but a disagreement. I'm, I'm, and I'm telling the truth, Nicholas, because this is our page. This is what we do. Because Nick was like, well, Flame, I don't want you to attack because I was never on the attack. And so yesterday, Nick and I talked about it. And I told Nick that I see it and I, I, because I watched what you sent me. Mm -hmm. And I see it. But I'm, when Lauren brought up the point about the trans father or trans mother, Nick, we keep fighting for rights. Don't you think that that will be fair? Because like we were talking about when they want to have all the, the wrestling stuff and all the sports where they have put the trans women against the regular women and the trans men against the straight men. We should create that. So should they start birth certificates that say trans men and a trans male, trans female, and tell them about our disagreement, Nicholas, about the whole subject. Please do. Flame and I disagree on a lot of stuff, but we always talk it through. What Flame always does with me, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're as close as we are, Flame will always, we can always talk it out. Like, I've never been in a space where I felt judged by Flame. Flame is going to say what Flame got to say. And I think mm. Flame, in a lot of ways, is like my mother. <laughs> uh, they, my mother and Flame, they walk in, they, after they get through boxing your head against the wall, they're like, you okay, baby? I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you want a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> you hungry? You're like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, and so, so that's what it was. But yeah, we had disagreed because I immediately, I think I walk into things with, with the guard up and emotion. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And Flame was like, that's not what I'm doing. Calm down. Bring it down. Let me tell you, as a parent, uh, who lives this life and walks in this body. Let me tell you about my experience, and this is what I fear. And so, Flamer, we talked about it through the week, and, uh, and then yesterday, we literally, it was like we had a come-to-Jesus moment, you know? And, uh, and, and one of the things I think that is most important about this, Flame, and this is why I continue to be excited about Laugh and Learn, is that when you, Lauren, and I have our conversations about what we're going to talk about, we always make it so that we can include the Flamettes because we really do have some of the most informed, hmm. engaged, yeah. intelligent people. Debbie's comments, uh, Barbara's comment earlier in Boston, everybody brought something to the table and we all have questions. I don't think it's wrong to sit there and say, you know, the world is changing. So we've got to find a way for everyone to have access to the same rights and, and, and same opportunities. Just as Agree. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and so I think that we're all still trying to figure out what that means. I don't know that I'm at a space where, you know, we, we, you touched on it. I don't know that I'm at a space where I feel like trans athletes should compete with um, uh, athletes born of a different gender. I don't know that. I, but again, fortunately, I'm not in a position where I have to make that decision. 
Uh, but I think it's something that is worthy of closer examination. As far as the birth certificate, and I, I will just close on this. I think my issue with the birth certificate was this. I think that the birth certificate, in my opinion, is less about the parent and more about the child. And I felt as though that child should be in a situation where that child isn't necessarily outed as having a parent who is trans to those who may not need to need to know that information. I would want that birth certificate to simply say mom, dad. And if that's how my mom, dad presented when they came to pick me up from the school or took me for my exam, that's what I would rather instead of having a situation where now I've turned in my birth certificate for to play football or wrestle like I did. And now, well, wait a minute. Why does it say trans? What kind of parents you got? Kids are, when I was growing up, kids were vicious. They, they ain't changed. They still mean the shit. Yeah. So, well, so I just I feel like I feel like that anonymity should be afforded mm -hmm. to the child at all costs until that child is old enough, like Flames kids who sit there and say, "Oh, I know you ain't got nothing here, but my, hold up, what? You know, <laughs> because that that's her. You know, you know what I'm saying? There, everyone yeah. is not going to be as comfortable. I feel as as Flame is, and and that, that's that's just where I am with that. You know. Well, well, yeah. I'll say this: in a lot of ways, I've always said this Flame is an anomaly. In the trans community, Absolutely. that's how I feel. Absolutely. So, but I think that's also too why this discussion was so warranted because yeah. I was curious to see if the if Flame's opinion was going to be different from other people. And I also too just want to uh, reiterate because uh, Nick, I don't know if you were able to see this part, but Precious and I actually had a, a dialogue. We had an exchange. I reached out to her to see if she and Miles wanted to come on the show. Schedules didn't line up, but she still wants to come on the show and share their story, which I think could be a great conversation in general, especially with the two different experiences and perspectives from Flame and them as well. And so, would you hit it again? Because you said it, but I want to make sure we reiterate. We love and celebrate what this, what this couple absolutely. is doing. Absolutely. Never, never, never We're not yeah. denying oh God, anybody's yeah. experience. I think that they have some, they have beautiful black love. I even saw Precious's um, episode on Say Yes to the Dress. Uh, when she was getting married to Miles. So I think we're not denying anybody's experience or saying anything negative about it. It's just an exchange of information because we need to learn more and we need to have these open forums and conversations so that way it brings down the wall of stigma so people have better understanding and less ignorance in their life. That's what I've this said is. it before and I'll say this again and, and I know we, we've got to wrap up, but I just wish more people knew the amazing father you are. And Period. I just say that because yeah. I grew up in a house of love. You, you. I, don't even, I grew I'm, up in a house of man, love. The hell I with never kids. They spent all my damn money. I never, shit. I never questioned my mother's <laughs> love. I never questioned that I was supported. I was encouraged to do everything. I've watched you when they switch from ballet. Oh, she want. She's still doing ballet, Nick. She's done with that. Boy, she doing gymnastics. No, she's done with that too. And and I remember going through clarinet, no clarinet, uh, wrestling, football. That just mm. having a parent always in your corner. I'm telling you. And, just... and that is what is most important. And because those, both of those two people, that couple is trans, they're going to have a lot of experiences that they grew up in, turn, uh, identifying with who they are. So they're going to teach this kid a lot of loyal, a love. They're going to show this kid a lot of people are different, but you still love people for whom they are. So that's going to be the beautiful part of it. It was never a dispute. But this conversation will help somebody because somebody who's yes. watching this show today will go and tell their police officer husband or, or their judge wife or their son 
who's on the basketball team, who's harassing somebody else, that people are different. And they will help them to understand it just because we're having a conversation about it. So we won't walk into a, another pregnant man and nobody believes it because you'll be like, oh, my mom told me they was watching uh, 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 Laugh and Learn and they explained that that really can happen because it really can happen. Now, Michelle, that shit you said about when men can have babies, I understand. I'm trying to get my shit back. I didn't have no goddamn babies. I ain't doing nothing to have no baby. I'm, I'm doing the front part, but the back part, we're going to leave that off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And may I just say, too, because people weren't here last week, Flame, you were fantastic on 5150. I really enjoyed yes. you. So those have who have not seen it should check that out. Mm -hmm. and, and then go to just type in my name because they made videos about me tearing me apart. It's hilarious. Listen, I, it's I, people doing some clout chasing crap and it just, it screams desperation. But it's a good key if you want to go laugh. Lauren, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I said to Flame, who has the time? We have to schedule time just to do this. Who yes. has the time to do a show based on what somebody else is doing and then talk about it and pull clout? I'm like, who are you? Like, mm -hmm. like that's a lot of effort and for a lot of hate sounded and like anger. he was having an asthma attack the whole time i was more so concerned about oh bro's God. health i'm just you, saying you ain't heard me what <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> okay oh my he God. said, he said i was funny looking i wanted i like to see him so i can say nigga when the last time you had someone out 30 dollars in your hand in fact when you're gonna drop them two kids you care now speaking <laughs> of pregnant men the one that made the video about me yeah he's a biological man but that nigga damn sure look pregnant i said what i said y'all y'all gotta see it I don't want y'all to build up his subscribers, so don't go watch it. We're not going to say who the person's name uh, is. Love Lounge no. is tonight. <laughs> Love Lounge tonight between 6.30 and 7. I want you guys to join me. And next Sunday, we're doing Laugh and Learn next On Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Because it, we, the schedule changes. Guess who's going to be in studio next Sunday, y'all? Tell them. Nick Smith News will be in the studio next Sunday. Nick will be sitting right oh, here with us. I didn't even know that. Because right. Flame can't keep a secret. No, no tell me no. Oh, you know, surprise. I ain't tell you, <laughs> you all about okay. that contract, Bradley. Uh, anywho, <laughs> uh, so Nick will be here, and our very special guest who has a new show coming on because this this is my, you know, I'm, I'm uh, this my sister. We are in this together, and I'm so proud of T.S. Madison. She will be joining us next Sunday for a very special Laugh and Learn. She has a new show coming out on the WeTV Network called The T.S. Madison Experience. It airs March 4th at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Uh, East Coast time, and we want you guys to watch it. Me and Maddie and Lauren and Nick gonna go for it. Yep. I don't even know if they're gonna get a word in because two loud ass trendies talk. Y'all <laughs> might not get a chance to say shit. So please be here for the conversation. It's going to be great. I'm sure that the Maddie Mob will be here and the Flame Mats, and we're gonna. What you do in this business is you share your fans, you share your people because other people reach out to other people, and then other people. And a closed fist does what, Lauren? Nothing go out. Oh, don't okay. I was in. like, ooh, what? I, I Wait a minute. I was like, she what? She failed her test today. She don't get no A, Miss Bobby. You got Oops. the only A. Sorry. <laughs> it goes out. You, you got to share your fans. You got to share your light because there is no one number one person. There is yeah. five million number one persons, if you see that. Plus, we do different things, and we still girlfriends. So y'all be here with us next week because Big Maddie coming on, giving it to y'all. We're going to give it to you in the raw. I'm going to see who can show the most titties, me or Maddie. <laughs> and Nick, what can we just say? And what is the purpose of Laugh and Learn always? Always, always. We are not trying to get anybody to change their mind. We are just trying to get you guys to use your mind. But you got to have one in order to do it because some of y'all ain't got one. Y'all down there voting for Ted Cruz, all that dumb shit. Anywho. <laughs>
Anywho, you can follow Nick Smith at Nick Smith News on YouTube or on Instagram. Those are his, or on on Twitter. All Nick, uh, one word, Nick Smith News. Some of y'all slow. How you smell Smith? How you spell with an I, not with a Y, with an I. <laughs> Nick Smith News. You can follow Lauren Hogan at Lauren Hogan on YouTube. Lauren Armani H on Instagram and or Facebook. See, I'm, I'm professional right, today. Right, you know Come the handles. Okay. Let me get on my, let me okay. get on my camera. Okay. Here with her. <laughs> you can follow Flame Monroe at Marcus Flame Monroe Parker on Facebook. Uh, Monroe Flame on Instagram, which is where y'all want to catch me on Love Lounge tonight because we're going to be on fire. Uh, what else I got? Twitter, Flame mm -hmm. underscore Monroe, and YouTube, Flame Monroe. We appreciate you guys. Listen, Laugh and Learn would not be a show without the Flamettes, the Firecrackers, the Valchettes, the Val... We got, we got plenty of names. All y'all. All, All y'all asses. Listen, <laughs> we appreciate you. And please follow Miles Davis. What's the oh, name? Oh, yes. Uh, Miles uh, Brody... Miles Brady Davis, excuse me, as well as Precious Brady Davis on Instagram. We actually ended up following each other, and then this topic came up. So follow them. If you happened. have questions that we can't answer, ask them yeah. respectfully. Please yeah. be respectful. Don't be coming for nobody. Don't be coming. Some flame sent us here, and you going over there with that dumb shit. If you're going to use my name, <laughs> use my name respectfully. Put some respect on my goddamn name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you to all who have weighed in today. Teresa Griffin, Fantasia Lamore. Please follow them. Teresa Griffin, great recording artist and my friend. We do shows together. She's a wonderful singer. Uh, Michelle over in uh, London, um, Bobby Clifford, who's in Boston. 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 Bobby Clifford. We're going back to the house. <laughs> I'm taking Bobby Clifford to dinner to my sister's restaurant next time I'm in Boston. So, I oh, love that. Yep. Look at Nick yep. trying to smash the white lady. Why are you trying to smash the white lady? You know what? Lauren, Bobby Clifford is mine. Bobby Clifford is mine. Thank Bye. you very much. She belongs to me. She paid me $10 every day. She almost to a million. When she gets to a million, girl, you are. I'm all yours. Come get it. Come on, Bobby. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. We love on you guys. Note. Thank you so Thank much. You Have a great in. evening. Bye. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 